he had gone to one of his classes and came back from his class to find a note in his car. And this is, uh, I don't know if you're able to read this note, but I'll read it for you. It says, I saw a Kit Kat in your cup holder. I love Kit Kat, so I checked your door and it was unlocked. Did not take anything other than the Kit Kat. I am sorry and hungry. <laughs> so that was the message that they got there. Uh, I just think about this poor student who was probably looking forward to enjoying that Kit Kat, anticipation, coming back, ready to eat it, and then it had been taken. Uh, have, has that ever happened to you? You have something, I think of this as men in the room, I think we can relate to this. All right, all the guys, hasn't this happened where you're, you're out at the restaurant, so let's say it's Buffalo Wild Wings or something like that, and you have like four wings left, and you're like, okay, I'm going to save these wings. And as the waitress is scraping the wings off the plate into the take-home container, you know when you're going to eat these wings, like it's planned out. Like, you already know when they're going to be eaten. You're like, okay, Thursday night, these two teams are playing, and I'm going to sit in my chair, and I'm going to watch this. And so you get home Thursday night, and you are ready to eat your taking home wings, and you have the oven preheated, the game is on, five minutes till kickoff, and you're ready, and you go to the fridge, and the wings are not there, are they? Right? You were anticipating the wings being there. They are not there. Women, where are they? In the garbage. Thank you. Yes. Why did not the whole room of women say that at the same time? I was really expecting that. In the garbage, right? Because my wife knows the day after you bring them home, right, they're going in the garbage. Because, man, it's our fault. We didn't communicate. This is my plan. Thursday night, I'm going to sit in the chair and this is what's going to happen. But I, I always get frustrated when I'm looking forward to something and it sort of gets a little bit robbed. You have that anticipation, right? And some of us, as we look forward to 2017, we have an anticipation, right? We're excited, we're ready for the year to come, we're hoping it's going to be a great year, or maybe a year of change. I know this, this whole 2017, that word, or the number 17 often stands for breakthrough, and so many are believing this is a year of breakthrough in my life, and that's great, right? But, but then there are the, those of us who may be approaching 2017, and maybe we look back at 2016, and we feel like we've been a little bit robbed. We feel like some things happened in our life that we didn't see coming, we weren't expecting, and So I don't know if you're looking back and feeling a little bit ripped off in 2016 or you're looking ahead and feeling excited about 2017. But what I do know is this, whether you're anticipating this year or you're kind of licking wounds from last year, I know that we're supposed to approach this new year in this way, that we would continue on in our relationship with Jesus. No matter what happened last year, we are to continue on in Jesus. That's what I want to encourage you to do today. First day of the year. Now, I'm kind of preaching to the choir today. What does that mean? Well, you are literally here on the first day of 2017. And so you are starting off really well. You are starting off on a path to continue on in your relationship with Jesus. But I know that this is a challenge for a lot of us. You know why? Because there are a lot of voices in our world today that are saying things about Jesus. You know what they're saying? Some people are saying, Jesus is outdated. He's outdated, right? I mean, maybe there was a time to believe in God. Maybe there was a time to pursue a relationship with Jesus. But that's just so old-fashioned. That's so outdated. And maybe that's a voice that's kind of seeping in. I don't know if you hear that at work. Or maybe that's your own voice sort of saying that to you. It just sort of feels old-fashioned. I don't know. You know, there's other voices out there saying that, that Jesus isn't just outdated. He's also ineffective. He's ineffective. You know, and usually that word is spoken by someone who's really hurt. They've gone through something really difficult. And like we talked about last week, they've maybe been disappointed in God. They've, they've asked God for something. He didn't do what they asked, it, asked. And so now they're saying, man, Jesus is just ineffective. And maybe some of you are, are wrestling with that right now. Can Jesus be trusted? In 2017, is it a waste of time for me to pursue Jesus? Is it ineffective or is he still incredibly effective? 
Will he make a huge difference in my life? There's another thought out there right now as we head into 2017. It's that Jesus isn't just maybe outdated or ineffective, but he's actually offensive, right? To follow on or on our relationship with Jesus is, is, man, I don't know. Sometimes we don't like to hear that we're broken and we need saving, right? Sometimes we don't like to hear that this struggle or that tendency in our life doesn't line up with God's way. And so, man, outdated, ineffective, maybe offensive. I want to encourage you today is maybe you think those thoughts or maybe they're spoken to us that we continue on in Jesus in 2017, that we continue on in this relationship with him. So here's what I want to do today. I want to remind you, why you should continue on in Jesus, why you should continue on in this relationship, why it's worth it. And so I'm going to kind of show you a bunch of benefits to continuing on in Jesus. And then at the end of the the sermon here today, we're going to just kind of come back around and celebrate why Jesus is so worth being number one in our lives, why he's just absolutely worth that spot in your life and in mine. So let me talk a little bit about maybe some of the benefits of following Jesus, right? I, I would guess as you look to 2017, some of you would say, what are some things I want to happen or be true of me in 2017? And you know what I guess some of them would be? Maybe I can guess yours. I don't know. I would guess many of you guys would love some encouragement in 2017, right? Right? I mean, that's always a great thing every one of us can use. What if following and continuing on in this relationship with Jesus would provide your heart the encouragement you need this coming year? Some of us would say, I would love to be close with great people. I would love to be connected with really great people. What if continuing on in Jesus would really facilitate you being connected with some really awesome relationships. Some of you guys would say, I'd just love to know Jesus better this year. Well, continuing on this relationship is vital. Some of you guys would say, I got some big decisions to make this year. I'm trying to figure out if this is the right relationship, what I should do with my job, school. What if increased wisdom and knowledge came as you and I continued on this relationship with Jesus? Some of you guys would like to say, I just want my roots down in something substantial. We live in a really flaky world, don't we? Man, wouldn't it be great to have your roots down deep in something substantial? What if continuing on in Jesus would be exactly that for you and for me? What about just feeling built up and strengthened? Anybody just feel tired? I just feel tired, man. It's like the first day of the year, and I'm like, I think I'm done with 2017 already. I just feel a little bit tired, right? What about just feeling built up and strengthened? I know right before Christmas, man, I just felt so beat down. I was emotionally, relationally, physically, spiritually exhausted. I felt like I had nothing to give anybody. Man, what, what if following on and continuing on in Jesus would be exactly what would build us up and strengthen us? What about being thankful? Imagine that. Imagine going through a whole year just being really, really thankful. I can tell you, right before Christmas when I was kind of feeling all beat down and beat up, I did not have th- thankfulness flowing from me, right? I was kind of walking around, like I said earlier, kind of licking my wounds, feeling a little bit beat up. What if continuing on in Jesus created that thankfulness that just kind of came out of you and me. Do you know you're drawn to thankful people? Did you know that? Like the people in your life that are thankful, it's like, man, I kind of want to hang out with that guy a little bit because I just feel like when I'm around them and I don't know, I feel encouraged. I feel a little bit like they bring some life into me. And so what if these things all were a byproduct of continuing on in Jesus? Encouragement, being close with great people, knowing Jesus better, increased wisdom and knowledge, and having our roots down in something deep, being built up and strengthened, and being thankful. Well, that's what we're going to look at here and today. And so at the end of all this, right, at the end of talking about all these things, then I'm going to give you the exclamation point. If you know me well, you know I love exclamation points. It's actually a little bit of a problem. I know one day I'm going to walk into my house, and there's going to be a group of you sitting in my living room. I'm going to be like, what's going on? Doug is in an exclamation point intervention. 
Like, it has to stop. It's gone on too long, dog. It has to stop. And I would probably say something like, you know, every sentence you've said so far would have an exclamation point at the end of it. It's just that sick in my head. So, so I have an issue. But today, at the end of the message, after I remind you of all the benefits of continuing on in Jesus in 2017, then I'm going to give you the big end-all exclamation point of why Jesus is worth being first in our lives as we continue on this year. Now, if you're not a follower of Jesus, we're so glad you're here. And maybe you're here today saying, you know, somebody invited me or I was driving by or I saw it on Facebook and I decided to come. And maybe you are wrestling with, is Jesus outdated? Is he ineffective or is he even offensive? And today, I just want you to know that we always want this to be a church, that you are welcome to work through doubts, work through struggles, work through questions. And I hope today maybe you'll find some of the answers to those questions. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to look together in Colossians today. And Colossians is the perfect book to look at today because the people in the place called Colossae, the Colossians, were kind of going through a lot of the things that we're talking about here today. The culture around them was saying, drop the Jesus stuff. Outdated and and talking about maybe some things that maybe made Jesus seem a little bit ineffective. And so they kind of knew what we're going through in 2017 is trying to be followers of Jesus, to to know what it feels like to have some of these doubts or maybe struggles in our minds or have some people that we know and love really well telling us, ah, why would you follow Jesus still? How how is it worth it? And so we're going to look in Colossians chapter 2, and Paul, who's this awesome apostle and missionary, says in verse 1, I want you to know how hard I'm contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. So what's going on here? Well, Paul starts out basically just saying, I'm contending for you or I'm fighting for your relationship with God, which I feel like that's my role here today, guys. On this first day of 2017, my role today is to fight for your relationship with God, to contend for you, that you wouldn't give up, that you wouldn't slow down, but that you would keep on pursuing Jesus. So he says, hey, whether you've met me or not, that's my role here. And he, he brings up Laodicea because it was 11 miles from Colossae. And so he knew that this letter may get around. And he just wants to encourage them. And then he says, verse 2, my goal is that they may be encouraged in heart. Okay, encouragement was on our list earlier. You remember that? Some of you want encouragement in 2017. Here is Paul saying, hey, I just so badly want you to be encouraged. Do you know what? When you continue on a relationship with Jesus, you find encouragement. How do I know that? Because it's been true of my own life. There's been times I've struggled to find encouragement. I've been deeply discouraged, and I've thrown social media at it, and I usually get more discouraged. Uh, I've thrown entertainment at it, and I get distracted for a little while, but when the TV goes off or I leave the ball game, it's still there. But then a walk through my neighborhood with Jesus Man, I find deep and true encouragement of my heart. My situation changes. The inside of me changes when I continue on with Jesus. And so if you need encouragement this year, I can tell you where to find it. You'll find it as you continue on in this relationship with Jesus. He says, here's another part of my goal. I want you united in love. Well, that's awesome because some of you guys on your list for 2017 is to be connected to really great people. And when you... Walk close and continue on with Jesus. You'll be connected with some really great people. What this does not mean is that there will never be trouble in those relationships. This does not mean that you'll have disappointments and you won't have disappointments in people sometimes. It just means that you'll do life with people that you're united in love with. And that takes some work sometimes, right? But this is a byproduct of continuing on in Jesus. And then it says this, for those of you who are trying to 
figure out what to do this year. You have big decisions to make. You have big plans. You're not sure what to do or where to go or what to look to and, and what decision to make. Look what it says next. So that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So here, we're gonna talk about wisdom and knowledge in just a second. But I love that first he says, you know what you're gonna find as you continue on this relationship with Jesus that you know him better. Some of you guys, that's your goal in 2017. I wanna know Jesus better. And as you continue to stay close to him and your relationship with him continues, you'll know him better. I mean, this is just true in your earthly relationships, right? When, when I hang out with my wife and kids, I get to know them better. Our family this week was talking about a story about my youngest son, Landon. He's eight now, but when he was about two, this one day, Kelly and I are downstairs, and we hear screaming, blood-curdling screaming. We go running up the stairs expecting to find the worst, and Landon, two-year-old, laying around, rolling around on the floor, screaming. I said, Landon, what is wrong? Did you get hurt? What happened? He goes, Winnie called me a girl. I'm not a girl. I a boy. <laughs> cool, Landon. Awesome. 911, hang up, right? And so we're laughing about that story. But as I continue on in my relationship with Landon, I still learn awesome hysterical things about this kid. Yesterday, wakes up later in the day. I said, Landon, what time did you wake up this morning? He goes, 8.33. <laughs> cool. Still learning things about Landon. He's very precise. Love that about him. As you continue on in your relationship with Jesus, you're going to learn new things. Can I just encourage you? God wants you to learn new things about him in 2017. He wants you to discover new things about him this year. But you have to continue on. Don't let the voices that say outdated, ineffective, and offensive keep you from continuing on in your relationship with him. But I love then, it says that... In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So as you continue on your relationship with Jesus and you're trying to figure out, is this the right relationship? Do we get engaged? Do we get married? Do, is this the right time for kids? Do we buy the house? Do we move there? Do I start a new career? All those things, as you get to know Jesus, all the treasure of wisdom and knowledge is wrapped up in who he is. So as you continue on in him, all of that becomes clear as you walk closely with him. And so if in 2017 you need some wisdom and knowledge, then continue on in Jesus. Then Paul talks a little bit in verse 4 about the culture around the Colossians. He says, I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. And what's he saying here? The people around the, the church in Colossae are saying, drop the Jesus stuff. Can I encourage you for a second? Remember we are talking about Jesus being outdated? Do you realize that 2,000 years ago, people were already trying to say Jesus was outdated? Like, I think sometimes we feel like here we are in this educated age, and everyone's so smart, and they know so much, and isn't it a little silly to still believe in God? They were saying that 2,000 years ago. And Paul is saying, don't be, don't be tricked. Don't be fooled by fine-sounding arguments. And then Paul goes on, for though I'm absent from you in body, I'm present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. So Paul's saying, I'm so delighted to see you guys standing up under the pressure of what you're going through. And then Paul makes this, and, and this was sort of the, the kicker verse for me to jump on this passage and talk about today. I love this, verse six. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. And those words, those last, what is that? Six or seven words there jumped out at me. 
That's what I'm supposed to do today, is encourage you to continue to live your lives in him. Some of you guys have had a rough year. Some of you guys had a great year. Continue to live your lives in him. Some of you are excited about this upcoming year. Some of you are a little bit apprehensive because you feel like you got robbed last year. Continue to live your lives in him. Don't let outdated, ineffective, or offensive slow you down, whether that's somebody else's voice or your own saying that. Because as you stay in him, the encouragement comes, and the connection with some great people comes, and the wisdom and the knowledge comes, and knowing him better comes. And then he goes on a little more in verse 7. He says, rooted and built up in him. He says, this is what I want for you. I want you to be rooted and built up in God. That comes as we continue on our relationship with Jesus. And this is so important that we're rooted in something substantial, right? Because like I said earlier, we live in this super flaky world, and sometimes we try to root ourselves in relationships. Those get uprooted. We try to root ourselves in our job or our schooling. That gets uprooted. There's so much that gets uprooted. When, when Kelly and I moved into our home about three years ago, we walked in the backyard, and there's, there's this beautiful line of trees that the previous owner had. He'd put in these fast-growing bushes, and, and, and there were like two spots t- down toward the ends where they didn't finish the, the bushes. It's kind of like just like a, a little bit, maybe 10, 15 feet on each side, and so I did my research on the internet, and I found some fast-growing trees that we could plant, and I knew this was going to be awesome. We'll just finish off that back row. It'll look great, right? And so I, I found the perfect tree. I, I saw it on the internet. The internet never lies, and so I went to Lowe's, and we bought these tiny little trees, literally this big because they're fast-growing, right? So tiny little trees, like seven, eight bucks each, right? Plant them, fertilize, do the whole deal. And uh, here's a picture of my fast. It's a Charlie Brown tree, people. This is three years of fast growth. I would, I would hate to see the slow-growing ones. I don't know where they are. Now, this is one of my better ones. Um, few have passed away, and uh, there's one in one particular spot that passed away that I know why it didn't make it. It didn't make it because I didn't take the time to really sort of nurture the ground where I was going to put it in. I kind of had, the previous owner had some, some rocks in there and a lot of sand, and, and, I, and I know that one just shriveled up and died because it wasn't rooted properly. Man, if this year you could be rooted in Christ what would be better than that? You know, like, we, like I said, we root ourselves in all these other things that are so flaky. You, you know, Jesus never has a bad day, and so he doesn't mistreat you on those bad days. He never has a day where he's not unsure what to tell you what to do. He never has a, a day where he doesn't show up for you, like everything and everyone else often seems to. And so imagine being rooted and built up in Jesus in 2017. That happens when you continue on in him. It goes on, he says, strengthened in the faith as you were taught. I would love to have really strong faith. I would love to be the guy when someone walks in the room and says, oh man, my world's falling apart, be able to say, but wait, God can carry you through it. I'd love to be the guy that when someone walks in and says, man, the prognosis isn't good, so-and-so is diagnosed with this or that. I'd love to be the guy in the room that says, but we can pray and we can ask God to do something great. And Paul's saying, I want your faith to be strong. That happens as we continue on. And Jesus, and then it says this, and overflowing with thankfulness. You see, this is how we get a thankful heart. I, I know we're, we're kind of doing like a, a shotgun approach today. You know, I'm kind of shooting out this bullet that's spreading all throughout the room, I hope, showing you 
all the different benefits of following Jesus. But this thankfulness is so important, right? Because I, I tell my kids this all the time, right? At the beginning of a vacation, I said it last week. They're off from school for like a week and a half. I said it to them on the way home from school. I said, guys, you will dictate how this vacation goes, right? You can go through it really happy. We can all get along or you can drive each other nuts. It's up to you, right? Every, every vacation I say that. I said it about 18 more times throughout the week, too. But, but anyway, every vacation. And, and you know what? That's the truth. This is the truth with this verse. We can choose how we go through life. We cannot choose what happens to us in life. But we can choose how we go through it. We can choose whether we're going to go through thankful or not. And, and here's what I can tell you. If you find me a person who is thankful, you have found me a person who is continuing on in their relationship with Jesus. I can guarantee that. If you find me a person that is overflowing with thankfulness, like they're almost annoyingly thankful, like could you just have a bad day once in a while? <laughs> you always have to have a smile on your face. But I can guarantee you, these are people that are connected with Jesus. They have continued on their relationship with Jesus. And I'm telling you, this year as we go into it, and man, life is hard. Like I've been saying the last few weeks, life is hard. It really stinks sometimes. It's difficult sometimes. But when you and I continue on this relationship with Jesus, thankfulness will overflow from our hearts. And so we've seen all these benefits, right? We've seen all these amazing things that happen as we continue on in this relationship with Jesus. And that's just the grace of God. That's how good he is to us. That's why following Jesus is not this terrible chore. It's this incredible thing we're invited into because we get all these beautiful gifts that he gives. The most important one is him himself. But then... In verse 8, Paul says this, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world, rather than on Christ. So again, Paul's just reminding them, continue on, because the world around us is saying outdated, ineffective, and offensive. Continue on in this relationship with him. And then in verse 9, Paul says something interesting here. He says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Okay, sounds like a cool verse, but what does it mean? Well, this is one of the things that the people in Colossae were hearing wasn't true. The people around Colossae, were, one of their attacks on Christianity, one of the reasons they were saying, let, let, let Jesus go, he, he's not important. The attack was Jesus never even had a physical body. They were trying to get people to believe that he was merely spirit, and so the death didn't matter, the resurrection wasn't a real physical one, and they were trying to really get these people to, to really lose their faith. And so that's one of the ways they came, came under attack in their day. And Paul says, don't get carried away by that. And today, we hear outdated, ineffective, and offensive. And I just want to encourage you, don't get carried away by that. And then it goes on a little bit more. Verse 10, and in Christ, you've been brought to fullness. That's an interesting verse, fullness. Can we just pause there for a second? How many of you would love to see 2017 be a year where you're just like, I just feel full. I feel good. I feel full in my spirit. I feel full in my heart. I love that idea that in Christ we can be brought to fullness. He's the head over every power and authority. And then verse 11, we find another thing that was coming under attack here in Colossae. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ. Now why is he bring this up? Well, basically what he's saying is the people in Colossae were trying to Tell the people, hey, keep following the rules. The, one of the most important rules or laws of that day was circumcision and this relationship with God and this outward sign. 
And Paul's saying, hey, that's like a physical human thing. Don't get worried about that. God has done in your heart what is needed to be done. And so, again, he comes against the teachings of the day, which for them was really these two things, that Jesus didn't have a human body and that the laws had to still be followed or there was no relationship with God. Paul's saying, don't get distracted with that. And so while those two arguments aren't our arguments for today, I want to remind you, don't get distracted with outdated, ineffective, and offensive. And he goes on, and we get to the exclamation point. My favorite part, of course. Here's the big exclamation point. We've seen all the benefits, but why keep Jesus first? Verse 12, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God. Listen to this, you ready? Exclamation points after every little statement here. Who raised him from the dead? When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. Exclamation point. He forgave us all our sins. There should be an exclamation point there. Having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he's taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Paul, use an exclamation point next time. Come on. Verse 15. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Huge exclamation point after exclamation point after exclamation point. So he came. And he got on the cross for you. Why should Jesus be first? Well, he got on the cross for you. And why else? Oh, because he removed the sin that was held against you. He actually canceled the legal indebtedness that you owed to God. And he rose back from the dead. And you know Satan and the demons and all those things and all those people and those forces? Oh, yeah, that's right. He made a public spectacle of them. He put them on display because they were there going, we got him, we won, we won. And he said, just wait, I'm coming back. Give me three days. He comes back, complete mockery. And so why Jesus... Number one in your life. Why continue on in him? Well, because of the the 10 or 12 benefits we looked at. But then because of the incredible Savior that he is. Because of the incredible way he purchased you and me. Because of the incredible way he has made us his own. Now, over the next several verses, Paul brings up some more false teachings, which we're not going to get into. But then this last little picture in verse 19 is so powerful. Check this out. He says, okay, here's the problem with some, some people that are getting off the path I have for them. And he says this, this is the issue. This is the diagnosis. This is the MRI, so to speak. They've lost connection with the head. What's wrong with these people in, in Colossae that are falling away from God, that are, are you know, stopping and they're not continuing on in their faith? They've lost connection with the head from whom the whole body supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews grows as God causes it to grow. What's the word picture here? Paul's saying, if you're wondering What happened with the people around you who've given up? If you're wondering what happened with the people who who stopped continuing on their relationship with Jesus, I can sum it up in one word, or one picture, I guess is better to say. They lost connection with the head. What does that mean? Well, Jesus was the head, right? We see this image throughout Scripture. Jesus is the head. Can you imagine what would happen the rest of my body if it lost connection with my head? This beautiful head right here. Can you imagine? The rest of me would die. How can my body continue on without the head? And so Paul's saying, hey, continue on in your relationship with Jesus. Here are all the beautiful things that are going to happen in your life. And just in case you were wondering if Jesus is worth it, oh yeah, he died, he rose again, and he defeated death and hell and Satan and all that on your behalf and made a public, public spectacle of it all. But, but here's how you continue on. You don't disconnect from Jesus. You continue on. You Continue to talk to him. 
You continue to pursue his word. You continue to show up even when it's January 1st and you're up late last night like you all did here today. You continue to pursue people in relationships who have a relationship with God. You continue to pursue people who don't have a relationship with God so you can win them to God. Continue on in this relationship with Jesus by staying connected to the head who is Jesus. And so my encouragement for you today is continue on in Jesus in 2017. You're off to a great start. You showed up in church on the first day. You came to get closer to him. You came to continue on. You came to maybe find encouragement. You came to maybe see somebody who has a relationship with God too. And you want to see them today, encourage them a little, find some encouragement, laugh a little with them, maybe share a burden with them, pray for them. You're off to an amazing start. And so I want to challenge you to continue on in him, whether you're really excited about 2017 or you're kind of looking back feeling really ripped off from 2016. I want to encourage you to continue on, whether you've had those thoughts mulling around your head. Maybe Jesus is just outdated. Maybe he's ineffective. Maybe he's offensive. I want to, again, encourage you, continue on in him. Because if you do, I'll just remind you a couple of things you're going to find. Encouragement in him. You're going to find some unity with some great people. That, that relationship is not going to go unchallenged. There will be difficult seasons. There are things to work through. There are things to love people through, but it's worth it. You'll get to know Jesus better. You'll get increased wisdom and knowledge as you're trying to make decisions in 2017. You'll be rooted in something substantial. Jesus, your faith will be strengthened. You'll be the guy or the lady in the room that when somebody walks in with a devastating situation that says, wait, it's okay, God's in control, we're going to be all right. You'll be built up and strengthened, and you'll be thankful. And if that weren't enough, you get a personal relationship. The exclamation point of it all, the one who died and rose for you and made a public spectacle of all of Satan's plans to steal you and me from our Savior. That's why you should continue on in Jesus in 2017. That's why you shouldn't let anything or anyone get in the way of seeking God, of being here in this place, of seeking his word, and of reaching out to those who don't yet know the hope that you and I have. 2017 may be a challenging year, or it may be the year of breakthrough. Either way, we can walk through it with all these beautiful benefits and with this relationship with this awesome Savior. And so let me ask you, what are you going to do as you leave? How's this going to look for you? How's 2017 going to be a year where you continue on in Jesus? Maybe if you're honest, some of us in the room today, we just need to say, man, I got to be honest, 2016, I did not continue on in Jesus. Or the last month of 2016, I did not continue on in Jesus. Or maybe you're here today saying, I don't even know what it is to have a relationship with Jesus. Well, in a minute, I'm going to give you an opportunity to begin one if you'd like to. Because everything I've talked about today is available to you because Jesus died on the cross and rose back from the dead. And so if you want to put your trust in him today, I'm going to give you a chance to do that. But what would it look like for you? And you know you. We all do this differently. Some of us wake up real early and we're going to spend our time with God. Some of us are going to be talking with Jesus on the commute. Some of us are going to get home and we're going to go on a walk after work. Some of us are going to open our Bibles late at night and we're going to seek God. What does it look like for you? Some of us love podcasts. Some of us love reading books. Some of us love uh, our Bible app. What does it look like for you? 
Some of us love to journal. Some of us despise to journal. Some of us love to just talk with people about what God's doing in our life. Some of us really would rather keep that between us and God. What does it look like for you? Don't get lost in the method. Just make sure it's happening. Make sure that that you're not that that tree that doesn't get the attention, that, that poor little tree in my yard that ended up dying and wilting in the summer heat because I hadn't looked at the condition of the soil. Let your hearts be soft toward God this year. And as disappointments come and as great victories come, continue on in Jesus in 2017. Let's pray. So God, we come today uh, just thankful that we were able to be together to start this year. And God, I thank you so much for all the people in this room that had an amazing year. And I'm grateful for that. And, And we should all have amazing years. And I also think of those of us that maybe had a really, really rough year. And I pray, God, that as we move forward now, that we'll continue on in you. God, that the benefits of a relationship with you, which, like I've been saying throughout this message, the most, the most beneficial thing we get in a relationship with you is you. But I thank you for all the other gifts you give us as well. And I pray that you will encourage hearts that need it in 2017. I pray, God, that you will surround us with people that are great, that are going to help us grow in you. And that we'll be willing to work through the difficulties of relationships when things are, get a little bit challenging. God, I pray that those of us in 2017 that just need to feel like we're rooted in something substantial would be rooted in you. Those of us that feel like we need just strength to be built up, we're exhausted, God. We're emotionally broken, maybe. We're, we're physically in so much pain. We're financially in so much despair. We just need to be built up in you, God. God, I pray for those of us in the room that just need to be thankful. That, God, as we are connected with you, that thankfulness will overflow, whether having a great year or a really hard year. God, would you just enable us to be people that continue to know you better and learn new things about you and experience your beauty day by day by day, in and out. So help us, God. So if you're a follower of Jesus, I want you to just think and pray about how you're going to continue on in him this year. I want to encourage you, you're off to a great start. How do you continue on in him so that you can have him and you can have all these amazing gifts he longs to give you, the wisdom, the encouragement, the knowledge, strength, friendship. If you're not a follower of Jesus, I'd love for you to put your trust in him today. So if you'd like to just begin a conversation with God, you can just pray something quietly like this. Jesus, thank you so much for your love. Thank you so much for dying in my place. Thank you so much, God, for all these beautiful gifts you want to pour out in my life. And I thank you that most of all, I get you. I get a relationship with the one who loved me enough to die in my place and defeat death and sin and Satan and hell for me. God, show me how real you are and help me to continue on.